Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay crypto current. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Are you looking for more ways to engage with cryptocurrent during your day and week? One of the best ways is to follow us on our social channels. You can check us out on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and TikTok. We even have a private Telegram channel for all of those who check into our weekly Clubhouse sessions. So if you aren't following us yet or had a chance to see our latest content, please give us a follow today. You can find the links to our socials in our show notes and on our website. And now for today's episode. I'm JC Crown. Don't mind if I stand up. Been in the space for a while, full time, about five years in the industry. I'm a very passionate about Bitcoin, have been for a long time. Currently working on a, uh, one of the biggest projects on the Lightning Network, Zebedee. We're doing Bitcoin and esports, combining that together, taking your virtual assets and allowing you to have, and allowing you like to, this. sorry. I work for a company called Zebedee. They're one of the biggest Lightning Network projects in the space. Very proud of what we're doing. We're using the Lightning Network, which is a layer two protocol for Bitcoin that allows you to, you know, spend it quickly and uh, cheaply to add your virtual assets from video games into Bitcoin instead. So we work with game developers and gamers to allow them, like right now we have Counter-Strike, for example to allow them to actually earn Bitcoin as they're playing. I shoot you, I get your Bitcoin, you shoot me, you get my Bitcoin. It's, it's opening up a whole new world of possibilities. But, uh, but that's what we're focused on and what I'm passionate about. But uh, I'm happy to be here and uh, talk about uh, why Bitcoin is so important and you know, why I, uh, it's, it's so important to hold on to what Bitcoin is as well. All right, and for BCH, Bitcoin Cash? Hey guys, my name is Sterling Lujan. I've been in this space for about six years. I am formerly the communications ambassador for Bitcoin.com. I currently work for an OTC trade desk and emergent exchange called CryptoSpace based out of LA. We also have offices in Los Angeles. I'm here to debate the merits of using cryptocurrency as peer-to-peer electronic cash and to advocate for mass adoption because it's this type of technology, it's this type of use case that helps us undermine the nation states and the kleptocrats and the bureaucrats and all these nasty people who are trying to take advantage of us. And I feel very strongly that Bitcoin has been co-opted in various degrees that hey, make it unusable. it's not time for this yet. Sorry, I got to be a, a, a good mod. So, hey, no, no, my, my question, let's let you finish, Sterling. Why is it that you are qualified to debate for Bitcoin Cash? Because I've spent about five years in the ecosystem and Bitcoin Cash, I've, I've used it. I've helped developers work on it. And I've just been so enmeshed and involved in the system that it's been become a part of me, a burgeoning part of me. Awesome. Rafael. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Rafael La Verde. And I, um, I, am the, uh, I run the Crypto Vigilante along with Jeff Berwick, Mr. X, Ed Bugos, oh. uh, Cash App. Mr. Z, Mr. W, and a whole other much, a bunch of gangsters. Uh, I've been in the space for almost 10 years. I'm here because I think it's very important to be objective. As an analyst, we strive to be as objective as possible. That is our goal. In crypto, the biggest problem that we've had is tribalism. And a lot of it comes from the fact that there are a lot of special interests that don't want you to know things. So what I want to challenge you guys tonight is to adopt the mindset of a capitalist entrepreneur 
to look where people don't want you to look, to research what people don't want you to research, okay? That's the way you gain profit in life. The moment you start following the crowd and not thinking critically, you're no longer going to be profitable, okay? And that's so, it. Raphael is a philosopher. <laughs> and I do want to say just... Thanks, Raph. So that concept in general, you guys, doing your own research. This is why we're here today. Because personally, I'm not sure which Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin. And it's important for us to have the discussion. And kind of what I found and the reason that this has sparked this in me was because I'm just going to, I'm just going to riff for a moment. I was part of this group chat. It's like female, like toxic, like a maximalist type group, right? And somebody, and you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I've probably onboarded way more people into Bitcoin than that entire group chat combined, just because of what I do. Okay. And now what happened in this group chat was a, a girl, a new girl had asked, what do you think about XRP? And I said, mm, XRP is going to win their lawsuit and they're also going to raise in price. Not that I want this to happen, but I'm a very well-researched person and that's what I predict. These girls kicked me out of the group chat and that really made me mad because I was like, I've literally onboarded more people to Bitcoin than all of you people combined. Also, it's like, it's a, it's a well-informed opinion, right? So then I kind of went down this rabbit hole, like, hey, why are, why are these people just shutting me out of the conversation? Um, and plus, like, not to mention some of these girls, like, I've gotten them speaking engagements, I've found them their lawyers, like, all these different favors I've done for them, and they have the audacity to do that. So that's kind of what sparked this debate here. And JC, thankfully, is somebody who is willing to argue for BTC. We found somebody willing to argue for BCH and for BSV, and we actually really found some of the cream of the crop. So I... I'm looking forward to this. All right. So we have three minutes on the clock for each of you. I'm going to time you, make sure this is proper. And we're going to let you go first, JC. Okay. Give him the mic. Thank you. Okay. So you, the first question is, why is your coin the best Bitcoin? Three minutes. Sure. All right. So, I mean, we can start uh, by the fact that it's really the only Bitcoin. This isn't the same thing for the last 12 years. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you've got over, what, 97% of the hash rate. It's obviously, you know, dominant. But there's a reason why it's dominant. Because people respect, it's not about the technology when we talk about Bitcoin. We're talking about the asset, the monetary asset, the 21 million. And that 21 million, everybody knows, it'll never change. So when you're buying Bitcoin, what you're buying is a piece of something that will never change. You don't have to trust. There's no politics. There's no, uh, you know, oh, I don't know what Vitalik's going to feel tomorrow. Maybe he'll change the emission rate, whatever it is. You know, you can buy a Bitcoin and hold it for 100 years and just sleep and don't care anymore. And that's what it is. And that's important. Super important. That's the reason it gets its value. You're going to hear a lot of things here about Bitcoin being used as payments or as a payment technology or as a peer-to-peer -peer cash. And I do love peer-to-peer -peer cash. That's why I'm involved in the, in the industry in the lightning space, because that allows me to spend Bitcoin in ways that, you know, I couldn't even do with, with the B, BSV or BCH. You know, the games, for example, that we're talking about, Counter-Strike, when I shoot you and I get 30 Satoshi, like less than a penny from you, you can't even send 30 Satoshi on, on, on BSV or BCH. It's, it's too small. It's below the dust limit. But on Lightning, I can do that. I can do that with no confirmations, with cryptographic security. It, you know, I don't want to get too much into the tech. I can do that with, with real cryptographic security. I don't have to, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the tech on that. But Lightning enables us to use Bitcoin in a way that actually scales. So when you're talking about scaling Bitcoin, you're talking about using it in layers. You have all the security of layer one, which is never compromised and never changes. And then you have the utility of layer two. I'm just going to pause you real quick. Just uh, for the people who might not understand scaling, scaling just means Bitcoin being able to send more transactions and higher volumes uh, as it grows. So when I hear peer-to-peer -peer cash, it's funny because Lightning is actually more peer-to-peer than the core protocol itself. If I'm sending you money over the Lightning Network, I'm sending you money. It's not going to a miner and being recorded in a ledger. It's me and you and our private keys, and we're signing that transactions ourselves in a peer-to-peer -peer way. And that scales 
as much as you want it to. Uh, we've got, you know, uh, some tests already that have been done over a million TPS. And the best part is if Erica and I are transacting to each other, you know, on, on two supercomputers, a million transactions a second, and you guys are over here in uh, wherever, Kentucky, transacting, you don't even know or feel it. It's not like it's bringing down the network because we're transacting. We're transacting in a peer-to-peer -peer way with the people we want to transact with. And we can do it in a way that, again, doesn't compromise the main protocol, which is essential. The only reason why any of this matters is because it can't be changed. If you couldn't trust the core rules, we were talking about money. We're talking about something that governments, world wars have been fought over for all of history, entire kingdoms. You cannot put that in human hands. We've seen it. I mean, if you want to, sure, you can bet on that. But I don't want to. That's why I love seconds. Bitcoin. You know, I don't want to trust. And that's why I feel like I don't have to trust Bitcoin. It gets very different when you start going off into like, you know, well, maybe I want to change the rules and do this over here with like these 20 guys. That's a totally different thing and not why I'm here. Okay, and just to end that out, very good opening arguments, JC. And just to end that out, Bitcoin's current market cap is the biggest. It's about uh, $1 trillion right now. Bitcoin price is about $55,000. It's definitely got the highest hash rate out of the three currently. Why is your coin the best Bitcoin? Three minutes on the clock. BCH, let's go. So Bitcoin Cash represents the best version of Bitcoin because it fulfills all the requirements for a peer-to-peer -peer decentralized cash that Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever that is, had envisioned since day one. This means that you can send Bitcoin Cash in a truly peer-to-peer -peer fashion, except also keeping fees low. Another beautiful thing about Bitcoin Cash is that it's bringing the most utility to the space right now and has some of the most active and beautiful developmental activities happening right now. So for instance, Bitcoin Cash has created Cash Fusion, which is providing privacy and anonymity for the currency. Nothing like that currently exists on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is completely visible forensically and analytically for anybody who wants to view those transactions that's changing as Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash has a ton of activity overall. And another a thing I wanna, I wanna bring up that's really important, JC was talking about Lightning Network providing that peer-to-peer -peer functionality for Bitcoin, but that's all absolutely false. So the problem with Lightning Network, the main problem is it's just reinventing the wheel. It's becoming a simulacrum of Visa and MasterCard networks because it, since it is off-chain in second layer, any of those transactions at any time can be seized or frozen. I want to add the fact that the Blockstream company who has started developing platforms like Liquid, those guys aren't looking out for the individual user. They're looking out for the large exchanges and for making sure that all of those guys get their coffers filled. So in this sense, Bitcoin Cash is staying true to the decentralized peer-to-peer -peer version that Bitcoin was always meant to be. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. If we can use cryptocurrencies to help undermine the nation states, to empower cypherpunks and crypto anarchists, to empower people who don't want to live under the servitude of tyranny, Bitcoin Cash represents the best version of Bitcoin. It is Bitcoin par excellence from the purely visionary perspective. Awesome. Thank you, Sterling. Now, to give you guys some stats, Bitcoin Cash is currently $925 a coin. Its market cap is about $17 billion right now. And I think it has the second most hash rate in this uh, debate. And let's go, Raphael. Why is BSV the best Bitcoin? All right, guys. So we're going to break this down. The word Bitcoin is a composite word. It's bit 
coin. What these guys have been emphasizing here has been the coin aspect of Bitcoin, right? One guy represents something that wants to be digital gold. The other guy represents something that wants to be digital cash. But the truth, guys, is that according to sound Austrian monetary theory, neither of these coins meet that criteria. That's because they tried to make Bitcoin into something that Bitcoin was not. What they both really want to be is called Monero. Okay, get that straight. That is private by default at the protocol level. This right here, Bitcoin Cash, Cash Fusion, that's like putting your coins into a dirty soup. Okay, CoinJoin is a dirty soup. That's all it is. Of course, blockchain analytics companies are going to be like, dude, you were in the soup with us. It's obvious. Bitcoin BTC, when you trade in the Lightning Network, you're not even trading Bitcoin. You're trading simulation Bitcoin is what I call it. It's a simulation, guys. If it's not on-chain, it is not Bitcoin. If it does not extend the ledger, it is not Bitcoin. Bitcoin in its heart is a meritocracy of miners. That's what it is. And what these two don't understand is that the miners are the owners of the club. They are not the bouncers of the club, okay? So they're, from the get-go, they only looking at Bitcoin half-ass because number one, they never really understood it. Number two, those that kind of understood it were too scared to go for it all the way. And number three, they came in with this communist rhetoric of this new egalitarianism called decentralization. And in order to have decentralization, you have to have central planners. So we have two co-opted attempts of Bitcoin, right? By the core devs, and he's, he, he, he didn't give you the whole story. Has there ever been a dispute within BTC? And from now on, I'm going to call it here CrippleCoin. Within CrippleCoin, has there ever been a dispute within CrippleCoin that the BTC devs did not win? Think about it. No, they've always won. They're central planners for the sake of decentralization. Same thing with Bitcoin Cash. Here was talking crack about liquid. 30 seconds. Liquid. But guess what they did? They also checked, they checkpointed onto exchanges. Guess what? I stand tall with the fullness of Bitcoin and I can break it down even more because I only address the coin aspect of Bitcoin. I don't, don't even get me started on the bits aspect of Bitcoin, which is its computational power that both of you don't even want to know about. And you know why you guys don't want to know about? Because it scares the crap out of Silicon Valley. That's why. Our enemies are not Wall Street. Our enemies are not the banks. Our enemies is Silicon Valley. With Bitcoin in its original form at scale, you can compete tonight with big tech by using the Bitcoin miners as the back end of your business. I was a bit angel in charge of Gotta all go, of the Ross. early Bitcoin startups. Gotta be in respectful, Ross. Dude, really quick. And I got to see all the early Bitcoin startups, yo. I saw them all. They all went through my desk. I've never seen so much entrepreneurship in all of crypto my whole life than I've seen in BSV. Open up your eyes and look where they tell you not to look. Okay? There's a lot of special interests out there that don't want you we'll, to look we'll at Bitcoin. We'll cover that in the next design. round, Raph. Thank so you so much, So look into it, guys. Raph. Real digital gold, the real digital cash is called Monero. Mike, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, 
you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, if you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse, the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. So as you guys can tell, we guys, we have passionate people. And you know what? I'm going to say, just to preface this, diversification. Uh, The the beautiful part of this is that all three of these chains are currently operating right now. You can have access to all three of them. So let's continue with the debate uh, just to do some statistics. BSV, currently at a price of $299, currently at a market cap of $5 billion. So the next question, and I'm going to let you take this one first, JC. It is, I want you to pick BCH. Or I want you to pick BSV. I want, and I want you to say why you would not pick one of them. Sure, that's going to be easy. And I do want to make a couple of quick clarifications. When it comes to Lightning One Network, minute on the clock, by the way. Okay, when it comes to Lightning Network, it is definitely not a simulation. It's backed by your private keys. You know, you've, you've got little devices called an open dime. You can put Bitcoin on it and give it to your friends. Nobody ever says it's not real Bitcoin because you didn't put it on the chain. That's ridiculous. Uh, your, private extend keys, the ledger. your private keys are what your Bitcoin is. So, <laughs> so... So that's important. It's not, it's not pretend. You are trading Bitcoin, but you don't have to go through miners because blockchains don't scale like that. We know that. You either have a centralized chain that can scale or a decentralized one that you can't make compromises on. That's what Bitcoin is. So the one I would absolutely never use, of course, is BSV. And it's a little disingenuous to even pretend like it's a miner's coin because it's 0.3% of the hash rate of Bitcoin right now. And it's more than 50% by one company, the same company that started the coin. It's Calvin he's a billionaire. And all of that development people are talking about on BSV, also funded by that same one guy. He's got a big stake in this. He owns the machines. He gets to sell the coins to people and he gets to pay the marketing. That's how these projects work. You know, they have a vested interest in propaganda. 10 so seconds. If you actually are, you know, if you're a miner, you don't, you don't want like a half a penny for your transaction and you don't want to have to have piles of hard drives to store this bloated chain that isn't even decentralized. It's theater. Awesome. Thank you. All right. And now for you, BCH, Sterling, why pick a coin and pick why you would not use that coin? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Bitcoin. I, I, I'm not picking it because I don't want to use it. I'm picking it because I can't use it. It's very challenging to use Bitcoin right now because the fees are upwards of $58. They've reached all-time high. And there are some reasons for that as well. 
but it's also the simple fact that Bitcoin Cash is so much easier to use. I live in the cryptocurrency ecosystem, truly. Uh, I've gotten paid in it for a good while. I haven't recently, but uh, for a long time, I've gotten paid in it. I still accept payments in it for my consulting work, and it's just so much easier to use. Bitcoin, by comparison, is almost impossible to use. And of course, he'll you know, tout the the Lightning Network and its importance, but there's still not as many people using it. And there's been a big problem lately because you can't really open Lightning Network channels without pay, having to pay huge fees. And that's something that's come into light recently. So I really think that leveraging a true peer-to-peer -peer technology is what's going to open up the floodgates to more user adoption and more interest in the cryptocurrency space. Right now, Bitcoin really looks like a truly speculative asset with people just dumping money in it because it has the first mover advantage. So that's why I'm all about using... Any, and, and listen, I'm not closed-minded. I'm not a maximalist. I want the best cryptocurrency to win, the best peer-to-peer -peer technology. And I, think, I just think that Bitcoin Cash is really positioned right now to fulfill those desires in a market environment. Thank you, Sterling. All right. So now, last question for you, Raf. Which one would you not pick and why? So I will definitely not ever, I never want to use CrippleCoin, guys. Every time I use CrippleCoin BTC, it feels like I'm getting a parking ticket. Like, for real, dude. Like, you, you mean, this is the future of money? And not just that, but let's be real about Lightning. Strike, Breeze, all those Lightning channels, all of those. Lightning only works within those companies because it is the liquidity within, the liquidity is centralized. Those companies themselves run their own lightning hubs. There are centralized agents that route the transactions. So, no, it's not decentralized, bro. Get out of here. And when I talk to my, because look, at the Crypto Vigilante, I and Jeff Perwick, we said, you know what? We're big blockers. Jeff is more on the Bitcoin Cash side. I'm a BSV dude. And we're like, you know, let's be honest, let's bring in guys from Bitcoin BTC, from CrippleCoin. They're honest. All the honest and the smartest people in BTC CrippleCoin left to Monero a long seconds. time ago. 10 seconds. A long time ago. Because in Monero, you are your own node, in, meaning a real node, a miner, right? Random X is ASIC resistant so that you can be a miner easily in Monero. It is everything BTC ever wanted to be. It's called Monero. It's true digital gold. It is the golden standard of cryptocurrency as currency in all of crypto. So if that is Monero. Know, but if you want to talk about Bitcoin, talk to me. Mic, man. Come on, okay, Raf. Come on. All right, we got to have a good, clean debate. No fighting below the bell. Listen to the little timing. But I can tell people are passionate, and that's super important. That's what you're going to find in the cryptocurrency space in general, is that everybody is super passionate about what's happening. So the debate really comes to scale. How can we make Bitcoin usable for the most people, especially those in third world countries that don't have access to banks? So for BTC, what do you think is the best way to scale Bitcoin? 30 seconds this time. All right. Well, you guys already know my answer, and it's obvious. Lightning Network. And again... Uh, Explain the Lightning Network a little bit. Peer-to-peer. -peer, well, I only have 30 seconds, but when you were talking oh, about peer-to-peer... Okay, Peer-to-peer -peer is decentralized. It's centralized to me. I own my liquidity and my node. So yeah, I'm me. I'm centralized. I can censor myself if I want to. Here, but actually, pause. Okay, this is what the Lightning Network is, and I'm going to try it because I know a lot of people are new, and I want to make sure we explain it in a way that's understandable to the layman. So just like on the internet, there are seven layers to the internet for us to see what we have today. Most people don't even know that, right? But we still use the internet in our day-to-day -day world. Now, the Bitcoin blockchain is the core first layer. There's a second layer right now being built on 
on top of Bitcoin BTC. And this second layer is meant to make transactions more private and also less expensive and also faster. And it's called the Lightning Network. So go ahead. Right. Yeah. So of course, like any individual node is centralized to themselves, but that's the thing. It's an open protocol. Anybody can join it. Anybody does. And we use it right now with Zebedee. People all around the world join. They've never used Bitcoin in their life. They download the wallet. It's super easy. There are all kinds of uh, non-custodial solutions like Breeze, which you mentioned, and you control those coins. It's yours, your private keys. So nobody can take that from you. Nobody can seize that from you. It's, it's Bitcoin that you have, but you're using it without bloating a blockchain. Something that a lot of people don't consider when we're talking about blockchain. Somebody has to store that data. Nobody wants to store your little poker game on their thing for like 2,000 years. But Lightning Network means not only are we not recording it, but we don't have to store it. And that's like, like you mentioned, very private. When we talk about privacy, I wish I had more time. You don't. Uh, yeah. All right, Sterling. <laughs> Pass it on. 30 seconds. What is the best way to scale Bitcoin? So right out of the gate, uh, creating, recreating the Visa and MasterCard networks is not scaling Bitcoin. To scale Bitcoin, all you have to do is increase the block size limit. That's it, bar, bar none. The only reason a block size limit was created in the first place was to prevent spam attacks on the network. So it was meant to be opened up as the network grew. And I'm, perf I'm personally a huge fan of what's called emergent consensus. Emergent consi consensus is a, is a protocol whereby the miners get to adjust the difficulty as the market grows. And that is the true, a truly good way of growing the protocol along with market share and along with interest in the, in the space. So that's my personal favorite way, but just opening up the block size limit is always gonna be the first step and what Bitcoin Cash has done to, to open up the block size limit and to be open-minded to the needs of the market has created way more interest for developers who wanna build utility and, and actual use cases on top of it. If you don't have that ability to truly build and there's all of these, these roadblocks and obstacles blocking your way to development, then your platform, your blockchain is going to suffer irrevocably. And in terms of block sizes, uh, the, the, this is really one of the big differences between three of the chains is that the way that blockchain works is that you have all of these transactions thrown into a block, right? After roughly 10 minutes on Bitcoin core, at least, that block closes. And then the next block is starts. And then that is filled with transactions. And then that block closes. And the next block starts. And what happens is that you have this now immutable chain. Something that's in the block way down here, if you wanted to change something in that, you would have to redo all that computing power and all that math and change something all the way down here. And that's what makes Bitcoin immutable. And the main difference right here is, I'm sorry, that what, that is what makes the blockchain immutable is the fact that you have to unwind all of those transactions. Now, obviously with some blockchains, the amount of of math and power that's needed to unwind that is less than others. And this is why a lot of like, you know, other cryptocurrencies, not the three represented on stage, have some major issues because of that low uh, processing power to unwind those transactions. Now, for you, Raphael, what do you think is the best way to scale Bitcoin? So... Bitcoin. My definition of Bitcoin is that Bitcoin is a meritocracy of miners that currently monetize across three chains. Having... A lot of hash power, like he said, also comes with, it's also a security concern. So for BTC to have a lot of hash power, like he said, oh, it's a good thing. It's actually not that good of a thing. Look what just happened last week, guys. There was a difficulty bomb, right? Because a bunch of miners, like 30% of the network went down. And what happens when a difficulty bomb happens? You're really putting the network at risk of a chain death spiral because then it's going to be a lot harder for the miners to find the next block and it's going to 
call onto the central planning technocrats of BTC, which is core, to hard fork. So it's really detrimental. The way to scale Bitcoin is by giving miners complete autonomy. Complete autonomy. Because what happened in crypto and in in Bitcoin specifically was that people don't like the idea of other people being better than them. It's a communist mindset. This guy was complaining about uh, Calvin Ayer. Calvin Ayer is a great entrepreneur. You're supposed to compete in providing value to the network as you're competing to secure the network. Awesome. Thanks, Raphael. So just in terms of block sizes and scaling, can you just say real quick, how big is the block size on BTC? Uh, The the base legacy is one megabyte, but you can get a little higher with Segway. You can go maybe 2.4. And for uh, BCH? 32 megabytes currently. And then... We're going for unlimited. We're doing right now between 7 to 10 transactions uh, megabytes. And we, we're doing around 50,000 transactions per second. First, Most, yeah. most transactions of, out of any blockchain in all the whole space. Think about that. That's on the original Bitcoin <laughs> protocol at scale. Think and, about that. And so, so we're proving it with actual work. To give some history. We're showing it. To give some history, uh, Bitcoin was the first. Bitcoin Cash was the first fork. And then BSV was a second fork. There's like a bunch of forks, honestly, but these are the three main ones. Okay, so now the next question is, and I want to give you guys some time to answer this because I really want the crowd to understand what's so cool about cryptocurrencies, okay? So if you want to say, what is the coolest thing you've done with Bitcoin? Sure. Um, Right now, it's got to be what I'm doing with the Lightning Network. Everything that we're doing now, it's like going back to the early days. You know, in the early days of Bitcoin, one of my favorite things was there were so many tinkers, people building their own arcade machines, people building their own little machines, you know, do-it-yourself stuff. It was cool. Uh, But as Bitcoin grew, uh, that space became so valuable, of course, that uh, it kind of pushed some of those use cases off. And now with Lightning, we're seeing those the tinkering community come back again. Now you got guys that are making like ATMs where you can put pennies in the ATMs and scan with your phone and get pennies of Bitcoin out of it. You know, all kinds of really cool things are being done. The company Zebedee, again, that I'm, that I'm with now, being able to play games and, you know, hit people for five cents a piece, it's, it's the best way that I've seen with games and Bitcoin. That is an incredible way to onboard people who never even thought they wanted to use Bitcoin. Now they're using Bitcoin because it's fun. They're getting it for playing games that we're going to play anyway. It's an amazing way. It opens up opportunities for, you know, sponsors and, and, and devs themselves, new ways to interact with their communities. So instead of just having a game where you pay into and the game devs, they make all the money. You really, I mean, cool, you engage, you have fun, but now you're part of an ecosystem. You're part of a a circular economy where you guys are paying each other. If the game is successful, the gamers are winning too. And, uh, you know, that's amazing. And 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 what it's doing for adoption is amazing. So the one coolest thing you say you would use Bitcoin for? Man, (laughs) there's there's so many. But I think, yeah, I mean, I'm a gamer always. So I think being able to make Bitcoin for playing games is, is really cool. Awesome. Okay. Bitcoin Cash. So one of my favorite things about Bitcoin Cash currently is Cash Fusion, being able to send private transactions in a truly peer-to-peer fashion is absolutely amazing. And yeah, there are other privacy coins that meet these requirements, but Bitcoin Cash can also do a whole lot more besides that. But here's the thing right now with technologies like BSV, there's likely going to be no privacy features built onto that because people 
like Craig Wright want it to be gov token and they don't want anything to do with privacy. They want your government to know everything about it. I'm a huge fan of the cypherpunk movement and privacy. And I think we should be able to leverage technologies that give us the utility and the flexibility to send transactions that somebody can't chase you down and use blockchain forensics and analytics tools like chain analysis to find out what you're up to. Privacy is of the utmost importance. And I think this is one of the greatest creations on the Bitcoin Cash Network more recently. And it's absolutely amazing. Highly recommend trying it out. You can download an Electron wallet and then build Cash Fusion or get Cash Fusion right inside of it. It's awesome. So what was the, one of the coolest things you used Bitcoin Cash for? Anonymous transactions using Cash Fusion. Awesome. Okay. And Raphael? Nothing in any Bitcoin blockchain is anonymous at all. It's all they are all surveillance, transparent coins. All of them. Now, number 10 on the Bitcoin white paper, because a lot of these people on this side, like, look, number 10 in the white paper, it's Satoshi gives you how to actually use privacy in Bitcoin, okay? It's by using the UTXO set within the wallets itself. You can't do that on chain with BTC, with CryptoCoin. And by the way, Lightning is not Bitcoin. I hate to break it to you. The best second layer for BTC, CryptoCoin, it's called PayPal. <laughs> it's the truth. That's a, that's your best second layer, dude. It's exactly what it is. It's PayPal. That's your number one second layer. So kudos to you, bro. But when you talk about real Bitcoin, actually, what's dude, the coolest BSP, thing though? What's the coolest yo, thing? Wait, the coolest thing, I can talk about hours about the computational power of BSV. It's all of the startups that are being built on chain right now, like Twitch, Relica, Streamanity. When you open up a BSV wallet, you open it up and it's like a portal into all of the applications, games on chain, being built on chain right now. It's beautiful. Download Handcash. Speaking of Handcash, the UTXO set in Handcash between wallet to wallet, you can create hundreds of thousands of UTXOs and then hundreds of thousands of addresses and send nanotransactions literally we're calling them nanotransactions we have a word for it called doodle it's smaller than a satoshi bro and if someone from the outside looks at the what's happening between hand cash wallet and hand cash wallet you see hundreds of thousands of transactions going from hundreds of utxos to hundred thousands of addresses so the way Satoshi designed Bitcoin is for you in order to do blockchain analytics on Bitcoin, it requires work, proof of work. So then it's, it's a matter of economic incentives. Is it worth going after this criminal? Ah, nah, dude, that dude was doing nothing. All right, then let's not put the work in doing the blockchain analytics for it. Is it worth it? This dude was actually trafficking children. Yeah, do the work. You do the work and you can, you can figure out and, and do the necessary work and it's going to cost money to do that. So BSV functions Sorry. like it's supposed to. Economies of scale. It's not centrally planned, guys. Yeah, it's just straight up stream capitalism, and it's beautiful. The coolest thing, I think, is, is, is Twitch. To me, Twitch. Because Twitch, when, when you use Twitch, you go what back is to Twitch? Twitter, what is it Twitch? feels like you were in a communist republic in Twitter. What is Twitch? Twitch is Twitter on the BSV blockchain. Relica is like Instagram. It is like Instagram on the BSV blockchain. Streamanity is like uh, YouTube on the BSV blockchain. And then you can play games, guys, with, with microtransactions. It's, it, it, dude, what's happening in BSV is blowing up so amazing. But they're not telling you about it because Silicon Valley's scared. Because you can now, right now, you can start up a storefront for your business and use the big Bitcoin miners 
as the back end of your business. And let me tell you something else. All these Bitcoin miners are agnostic. F2 pool mines Bitcoin Cash, BSV, and BTC. Miners own the club. They are not the bouncers of the club as they will have you believe. Miners run this. All right. So, so as a miner, you're, you're, you're hedging your bet into the future and you're, you're mining all three. Right? Yeah. So which is, which is the same thing that you guys can do as people who are maybe conflicted as I am on which Bitcoin... The ability to have all three is definitely there. And it seems like for my analysis right now, because I'm going through this with, with the audience as well, digital gold, right? I don't even think on this side they're arguing that they are digital gold. And then we have over here on the BSV side saying that what they have is huge processing power and the ability to create applications on top of Bitcoin. So maybe we're just having a different argument here, but let's just continue. Coolest thing you've done in Bitcoin. I just want to share the coolest thing I've done in Bitcoin. You know, you really got to help these people in these third world countries because there's about 70% of the world's population that does not have access to banks. And now with cryptocurrencies, all they need is a cell phone and a Wi-Fi signal and they can participate in a global economy. Beforehand, you know, you have you would have to be able to have enough money and the proximity to a bank. But now people can uh, transact in a global marketplace with just a cell phone, a Wi-Fi signal and a wallet. So that's all. And you can do that with all Bitcoins. Okay. so. What is, now you guys are gonna have to do this and I'm gonna actually, because we have kind of like a little two-on-one right now I see going on. What is one thing you respect about your competitor's views? And you two have to say something about him, okay? We'll start with Raf for this one. Okay, look, what I, what I respect is their premises and their intentions, right? I think that they are, they, they're, they're all beautiful people and they have real good hearts and they have good intentions. But sometimes good people can invest themselves into sunk cost. What they really want is Monero. Okay? Monero... And, and, and the true... Real fast, layer, guys, guys, Wait, no, no, no. Monero is a complete privacy coin, okay. meaning the transactions are not traceable at all. So people that used to think in BTC logic, they, they realize what we really want to create in BTC is not possible in BTC. So they started from... They were honest. They started from scratch. And another Satoshi Nakamoto by the name of Nicholas von Saberhagen came out and gave us the crypto note protocol. Now, what I really love is a dude that was just here, Chris Odom. He actually created the most magnificent of second layers, guys. So if there's any BTC people out there listening, please. BTC has, like, hope. The hope for BTC are two things. Actual sidechains by Paul Storks, which they're not going to... I know, I'm sorry, Paul, but I know Core is not even going to... They're not going to like it, bro. It's the truth. Because they're central planners... Come to come, go to Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash, I know they'll welcome you. We don't need you in BSV. But we, we don't, we don't. We, we, we got it. We, we, we understand. You're supposed to say works. something good, Raph. So I like their intentions, but their logical conclusions, the logical conclusions of their arguments, of their premises, lead to Monero for both of them. So they both should be here championing Monero, not fool's gold and wannabe cash. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right Bitcoin all right. <laughs> is computational power, guys. Is being able to compete with big tech right now, right now. That's really what Bitcoin is about. See, Bitcoin was not created as a privacy coin in mind, right? I'm sorry that they lied to you and they, these, they gave you half-assed versions of this, but really what they gave you is a honeypot that is extremely dangerous. And, and if you want a privacy coin, there's Pirate Chain, which is amazing, zero-knowledge proof by default on the protocol level, or there's Monero. And, and also, too, guys, just so you understand, Bitcoin is pseudonymous, meaning that 
it, it you're tied to a wallet address. And there is some ways you can trace and figure out if you want to do the work to figure out whose wallet attributes to which person. But it's pseudonymous. So your name is not listed there and your KYC is not listed there. But if you uh, do it a certain way, then it will actually, they can find out who you are. All right. So Sterling, say something good about Bit BTC. Yeah, there's a, a lot of things I like about the Bitcoin community. And JC and I have actually had a little bit of a conversation with this in the past, but they, I like the fact that they actually do try to protect the people coming into the ecosystem, all the newbies out there who are constantly getting scammed. I've been in the space long enough to know that there are a ton of scammers out there. And in all likelihood, there's probably a scammer or two right here at this event because I've been to many events and have had people who are put in jail now try to scam me. And these guys do a really good job about trying to eliminate or get all of those people, those individual bad actors out of the space. And that's one of, been one of my missions as well. The scam artists are out there trying to prey on people. And if they're unwitting victims to a scam, they could potentially lose a lot of money. And working at a cryptocurrency exchange has only given me even more, even more ideas around how can we protect people. And, and really, it's all about education. And these guys do a phenomenal job of educating people about how to use cryptocurrencies and how to not get scammed. And they also do a good job about getting those, those bad actor companies and entities and organizations out of the environment. So that's uh, some major props that I give to the Bitcoin community. And I, I only hope that other cryptocurrency ecosystems can mirror that amount of dedication to helping others. Because ultimately, I think that that are what these communities are about. And all of us can agree on that we're trying to bring common ground and bring people together so that we can prevent people from getting hurt and taken advantage of. And that's one of the reasons that I'm in the space as well. Awesome. And you know, he, he's completely correct, you guys. Do your own research, personal accountability. You don't have FDIC $250,000 insurance. You have to make sure that you have personal accountability and responsibility. And this is what I love about Bitcoin in general, that it, it brings people to a place where they're like, I can depend on no one but myself. And I like that. All right. So say something good about one of the other two. Or sure, both. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I've known a lot of BCH guys for a long time. They have a great community and a lot of the people, now the individual companies that are running things, uh, Bitmain and how they, they did actually literally try to co-op Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin.com has done a lot of shady things over the time, especially with their marketing. But the community itself, most of these guys, like privacy is a focus. And I strongly disagree that, you know, privacy on chain is something that we shouldn't strive for. But it's not Monero because Monero, you cannot, you cannot audit the supply. You've got hard forks every six months. It's definitely not Monero. With Bitcoin or with BCH, you know, uh, Cash Fusion is actually really cool. I love Cash Fusion. It lets you, I mean, everybody automatically when they're spending, it's not a dirty pool. It's everybody. So you don't know what's doing what. And it's, I mean, so like that's great. And with Taproot, which is coming on Bitcoin soon, hopefully, that is going to really open the door to a lot of on-chain privacy, especially when you mix that with going into second layer. Uh, it's, it's going to be, in my opinion, even more private than Monero in a lot of ways because you're not going to have the trail. You're not because even even on Monero, you have a trail that you can trace, you know, 100 years from now potentially. So yeah, there's a lot of compromises you make there. But definitely, the, the thing would be my friends in BCH that I've had. I mean, a lot of them come back to BTC now, but they're mostly really good and like their heart is in the right place. So. And that's the thing is that it, there's no right answer, you guys. There really isn't. And we need to understand that. But there are different viewpoints and it's important to understand them all and not shut other people out because they don't share your viewpoint. So um, I'm going to do one last question because I want to let you guys do some open debate and then some Q&A because we've got about 10 minutes and we're going to put this pirate chain video on. Three words, guys. Okay. I know it's going to be hard, Raph. Three words. Okay. <laughs> what makes you the most passionate about your coin? trustlessness, 
decentralization, unstoppability. Peer-to-peer anonymity and utility. That was more than three words, but... (laughs) Competition, capitalism, and the Nakamoto consensus. The real Nakamoto consensus. Now, I'm going to take a vote with a Raspberry Pi and with Amazon servers that I rented out and call it a Raspberry Revolution. No, dude. No, dude. All right, all right, all right. Okay, real so, proof of all work, All right, baby. so for the, for the audience, would you guys rather, because there's going to get real fiery in here, we're going to have an actual debate like for the next 10 minutes, or do we want to take a quest- some questions? Debate, let's let them fight. That's what I said. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. So, guys, be respectful. No hitting below the belt. Uh, and we have we got 10 minutes. I just want to make sure that, um, yeah, let's, let's just make sure that everyone has has the ability to speak. And go ahead. Thanks. You know, I love that you mentioned Nakamoto Consensus because right now BSV has got 0, 0.3% of the miners. And these, like you said, they can do whatever they want. They're free to mine. Anything they feel is the thing that they want to mine. And they mine Bitcoin, of course. To the extent they mine something else, it's because, you know, they're balancing the hash power out, but most of them don't. Even we see disparities on BSV hash rate all the time because even though they might be able to make a little bit more money, they don't want to mess with it. It's not liquid. Uh, they don't respect it. It's centralized. There's all kinds of stuff right now with Craig Wright, for example, where he wants to actually take the 1 million coins that Satoshi had on BSV for himself. And from what I've heard from most of the community, they're fine with it because they feel like a Bitcoin should be just like PayPal and a court of law should be able to determine who owns what on the chain. So you don't need private keys. You don't need cryptography, which is the entire point of Bitcoin. If you just have a judge saying, you know what, I think this guy is the owner of these coins, so go ahead and give it to him. And then they do. Uh, That's not at all (laughs) what Bitcoin is. So, yeah. Definitely the hash power. As much as, as, as the hash power issue is something that is an issue, at the same time it's not because this chain is still being suspended, uh, sustained. When you hash, what you're actually doing is putting out a costly signal out into the network that you will fight for this chain, right? There's a lot of other ways to monetize as miners. And that's one thing that miners in BSV are doing is that they're experimenting with other ways of monetizing than just the block reward, which we call the subsidy, right? Which is just something that's there. So there are you- other ways of monetizing. But but yeah, I agree. I agree. There There is an issue. And that's something that... Miners decide. Again, Bitcoin, in my understanding, is a network of miners that currently monetize across three chains. They get to decide, man. They're the owners of the club. They do, and they, they have call decided. The, they call the shots. But, but at the same time, at the same time, having a lot of hash power is a vulnerability. Definitely. Look not. at just what happened this past week. We're talking about ninety-nine percent of the hash power. Dude, you all—you just that's had not, all that's time. not like a question. Congratulations on your all-time high transaction fee average, bro. Yeah, cripple coin. It felt like I was getting a parking ticket. That's Bro, called the fight. Do you like free market or not? Transaction do you fee. like capitalism or not? You say you're a capitalist. What yeah. do you want us to like give everybody equal yeah, transactions? Econ- no, it's called economies of scale. And right. this is how Bitcoin's supposed to work. You, there's just never like a, burger a joint. transaction is exactly what somebody joint, wants to pay. When you open up a burger joint, you you have to cover your cost, right? If but not- if you start selling a lot of burgers, you can sell them cheaper. In BSV, the more the blockchain is used, the more transactions we have on the blockchain, the cheaper transactions get because the economies of scale incentivize production and actual value creation. Yeah. And miners, when they have the... Okay, okay. 
And not- BTC is the complete opposite, dude. You guys do an auctioning process called replace by fee. And it's like you're waiting on a bus stop, waiting for the bus to come in. You, hopefully you get in. And it's like you just got pulled over on the Mexican highway. You try to bribe your way out of this one. There's no such thing as a fee that's too expensive because if it was, nobody would have paid it. People pay what they think it's worth. It's the freest market. It's the freest market in the world. Anybody, regardless of who they are without any bank, anybody in the world can go. And if they want to make a transaction, they have to bid for that in a free market. And that's going to be exactly what it's worth. Sure. It can never be more than it's worth. The the problem, one of the problems with, uh, and this is this whole issue with replace by fee, is uh, you absolutely break the Bitcoin protocol with that because inevitably what you can do, you create this fee market that inevitably gets to a point where it's going to be impossible to even spin the tokens because of the amount of the fees. So that's one of the reasons why a lot of people in the Bitcoin cash community have actually pushed back against that so vociferously because it's not the intended, it effectively works like a chargeback. Like if you were to buy buy something at Walmart and then say later on down the road, maybe I don't want that. And then you can actually send those funds back. So replaced by fee fundamentally breaks one of the key features and key characteristics of You just have Bitcoin. to wait for a confirmation. Once you have confirmation and it's in a block, that's it. You can't take your payment back. So it's, you know, that's not hard. If you're doing a transaction and you actually, and you don't trust the guy or you don't want to trust the guy, you just wait for it to be on the ledger and recorded and there's no more replacing anything. Okay, so you brought up something about a government law. Okay, great. Let's talk about that. So any Bitcoin chain, any of these three sister chains are open, transparent surveillance coins. All of them are. Cash Fusion, even using the Lightning Network, you still have to close a Lightning Hub and the liquidity, the centralized liquidity in the Lightning Network is a huge problem that they still have to deal with. We're still waiting another 18 months for it to be useful for a normal average person. But they're playing right now doing, on our platform. Yeah, people sure. from all around the world. 18 months, yes. Right now, and, right now. You can go, there's probably people yes. playing Counter-Strike right now on our site for, for less than a penny per shot. I Actually, guys, look, check this out. In all honesty, it would be really stupid for anyone to want the Lightning Network to fail. Like, for real. That would be really dumb. BTC has taken the marketing breath of the space and everybody thinks of Bitcoin and they think of BTC. So yeah, it would be really dumb to want the Lightning Network to, 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 to fail. We all want it to succeed, man. Okay? We all Good, really want it. it to succeed. And, and any, you know, if we wanted to talk about Lightning Network specifically, there's a lot of great tech. You know, AMP allows you to split up your payments so it's not just being reliant on the largest liquidity providers. You can actually split your payment into even 100 pieces if you want so that even the little guys get a piece. But because it's open, you know, if there's a, a node that's getting too much of the liquidity, he's, of course, going to raise his fees. You have to manage that node. And so it's going to give an arbitrage opportunity for other smaller nodes to sit there and kind of build their own roads and charge their own lower fees. And that open competition has resulted so far in, you know, almost free network right now to use. And I can see that will continue. I, closing everyone, statements everyone, because we got to move on. But closing statements. I think people in BTC really need to look into open transactions, guys. This is Chris Odom was just here. And what he created was an incredible system. And I really think I, I, I'm here to, I really want to champion what he did because he's an unsung hero. And that is an awesome second layer solution that BTC could use but no one's really looking into it right now. And I don't know why, to be honest. Yeah, I think that I, I'm open-minded, right? I'm not, I'm not a maximalist. I'm for whatever is the best cryptocurrency to do the job of creating more freedom for humanity. And that is what's most important to me. I will say, what's your name, Raphael? 
<laughs> Raphael had mentioned had made a critique about uh, uh, Cash Fusion not being being as anonymous as I said, and it actually is anonymous. It, it the way that it mixes inputs and outputs is just like a mixer. And I am certified in chainalysis, both in Reactor and in KYT, and I know for a fact that you can't trace Cash Fusion within Bitcoin Cash. So, I mean, the reason I'm here at this debate, because in my opinion, it's already over. 99% of the hash, it's Bitcoin. These projects, you know, they forked a long time ago. They used to say, oh, we'll follow the market. The market's going to decide. Well, the market has decided. It's four years later now. Nobody really uses it. You can look at the volume. It's, it's nothing. Bitcoin is Bitcoin. If you like Bitcoin, you buy BTC. That said, I mean, <laughs> I'm here because if I wasn't here, I was afraid of who would be. So I had to come up here and make the case. And I'm you know, happy to answer any questions. Personally, like from an investment perspective, I do think that all of these coins really do have their merits. But BTC is the only one that has like BNY Mellon, um, you know, using them. They're the only ones that have these like big banks like PayPal and stuff adopting Bitcoin. They're the only ones that have a futures exchange coming about them. That doesn't mean that they're the best it just means they're the only ones that have institutional adoption at this point. So that's just a point to make. Now, I would go and I would say, hey, who won? Chow, crowd cheer. But I'm not going to do that because it is important for each of you to decide what features you like and which chain you want to operate on because it is the free market. It is choice. Nobody is forcing you to use the dollar, okay? I mean, people force you to use the dollar, but nobody is forcing you to use any one of these chains. So give it up for our panelists, guys. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, we want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Cassius Octavius 15. I had an awesome experience as a guest on the show, and Richard is a wonderful guy. Well organized, great content. I highly recommend the show. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date on the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. 
Just one quick reminder. CryptoCurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.